this game, or is it real? What's the difference? Architecture looks like it looks totally alien, man. Like I've never seen anything like it before, as far as like video games, uh, futurism, like science fiction, art, like McCall, like this. I've just never seen anything like it before. It looks like something totally unique and alien. Like I could I couldn't even understand it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looked like Mediterranean kind of. But like like the motivations behind the reasons it looks the way it does, or like things that you have no idea of. Yeah, exactly. What well, would it's, like it's, what would inform it? The really interesting thing about that game is like the language. Like the, there's a there's a language in that game that's like it's like very. Well, I don't know the whoever designed the game like very clearly uh, put out in a lot of ways. Like, hey, look, this this language is not anything like ours. You know, there's like right. very. Um, clear shots of like banners and street signs and even when like this the the level name comes up mm-hmm. it's like written below in, in their the language text yeah. or in their font not their font their uh script yeah and um it's like that language made that architecture you know what i mean yeah like the way those this is taking it way too far <laughs> but like the way that those characters must think because of the structure of their language, right, is how they build things. Sure, but the the architecture actually looks like um, Mediterranean architecture, futuristically uh, fast forwarded, and then like you took like Kai's power goo and like pinched and just like took the edge <laughs> off to a point, yeah, you know? or like bubbled, yeah, portion. And, like, if I describe it like that, it sounds really amateur, but... It's, it's fucking psychotic, man. There's some zones in that game that are just unbelievable. Like, hard to describe zones. And, like, no one's talked about it. Yes, I was, uh... So dismissive towards that game. It's it's mind-boggling to me. I, I think people get keep getting hung up on all the mechanic stuff. But someone put it, like... Someone put it really well. I don't remember where I heard this, but... They were like, Final Fantasy Thirteen is a really good game, and no one's no one's no one's talking about how good it is because they're so hung up on how different it is from the other Final Fantasies, right? Yeah. And they're like, one of the things that needs to be said about the game is is how beautiful it looks and how how um, what's the word they used? I think polished. They said, yeah, it's- how polished it is. Where. You know, we're playing games like the number one selling game for for May and like last like month and a half has been Red Dead Redemption, and that game is rife with glitches and problems and issues. Yeah. And like Final Fantasy Thirteen has not a one. Yeah, there's like like nothing. there's nothing wrong with it. There's like tons of uh, what you could consider like totally extraneous details. Like this in this one level in particular, and if you, if you ever play the game, which I'm trying to say you really should still, uh, there is uh, you're just like going through a city really quickly kind mm-hmm. of trying to escape right and so you are going through like back alleys and 
in the fronts of shops and back alleys again and on roofs and stuff and like the the path you take through this city is really like awkward like it's not just a straight line so um you get to see all these like really odd parts of the city right the reason like i bring that up is because if it's kind of like if they did the city and they had to render it from one perspective basically right right to left kind of right um it would be easier to sort of into things that that uh you knew the gamer was never going to see but like because the entire level is uh totally re- rendered in engine mm-hmm. and you move so awkwardly through the city and you have control over the camera right there are like all these angles that they have to work out mm-hmm. that uh you know like oh, this gamer might turn the camera up and look at the right. sky at this yeah. point from this bizarre they corner. have to make sure that at any yeah anywhere the camera's looking it's and like, i really tried right. to break it i was like right i was like let me find some spaces where there's like a black wall or like nothing but man, or like there's yeah, just like the texture drops in resolution noticeably nothing yeah. man it's just like you either have like you're either like pleasantly surprised by this like vista between two buildings um or like i don't know it's just insanely detailed there's like forks on tables and like I, it's it's ridiculous it's like overkill. It's almost extraneous. But like no one notices that because, and it's kind of you have to wonder like, it, do you think that's a good? I don't know. Like I can appreciate that sort of effort put into the art, but was that like wise in any way? Because no one's noticed it. No one's talking about it. And it was undoubtedly one of the reasons why that game was like in development for so long. Like I, I pretty much like have had my fill of it for a while, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I uh, and I have no desire to uh, like push on to the end, which is like something else I was thinking about was that like this game's really fun and it's like really hooked me gameplay mechanic wise. Right. Um, but there's not really much I'm gonna like look back on and uh, look back on with fond memory and say, wow, mm. that was a really cool part right and there really aren't too many bosses where i thinking back there really are just one boss maybe that was interesting to me thus far that i'll like think back to and say like wow that was a really cool boss but like all other final fantasies up until this point that i played have always been about like moments right and there's been like zero moments in this game it's basically just like a game game like a gamer's game like there's very little of what most people would consider a role-playing game, and not just, like, mechanically or the way it's laid out, but there's no, like... There's very little emotional connection to the characters or places because it's such, like, a fast-paced... Yeah, people don't really seem to talk about the characterization It's because you're just, like... It it feels like you're, like, being pulled by a horse, like, through these levels. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that might be because like I wanted to beat him, or I wanted to get to the open world so bad. Mm-hmm. But there really aren't many choices to go. Right. So yeah, paths to go. So you're really just like you're just being tugged through these levels, and everything's so quick that there's no- never any moment to just be like 
There's never any like pops of emotion or anything. It's weird. But that game was pretty good. That's interesting. It's like uh <clears throat> it's like interesting hot well interesting concepts that through no other way than to present them all together, they had to just like put a story in between yeah. all of them to you know so like you could experience these mechanics in these areas. Yeah, with, with the music and everything, and like, you know, instead of just instead of making like an MMO or something where the player decides what they do, it's like we'll just make a story. And I wonder like how we much want people to see these things specifically. That's what you think, right? Yeah, I mean that's what I thought. But then, uh, then again, the story is uh, so well fleshed out in the in the menus when you right. can actually yeah, like, uh, yeah. The actual story is really interesting, and it, it's really—I mean—it's one of the more abstract, kind of like metaphysical stories I've I've seen Final Fantasy do yet. Like conceptually, it's 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 uh, it's like another aspect of the game that's so alien. Like conceptually, it's so alien. There's not really a, a bad guy and a good guy and a group of people after the bad guy. Do you know what I mean? It's, right. It's just like there's so little to uh, familiarize or to be familiar with. Uh, from previous like everything that's it, it is kind of weird you think about it because like if in a typical RPG you know there's that getting out of Midgar moment and like so like in 7 the first town you come to was Calm or whatever it was called like you go back to that town a couple times in the game yeah so like going through it as a player you're like I'm, I'm gonna do whatever is required of me to get on to the next thing because I know I can come I can come back here yeah but in 13 it's probably like I'll never see this place again you know, no I'm 10 hours in, and 30 hours from now, I will never have seen. I'll still have not yeah. come back to this place. Yeah, that's it's kind of weird. That's it, it. It's really weird, and uh, the uh, the plot, like I said, is 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 really intriguing to me in a way that it's like, well, I'd kind of I I kind of want to read about the game in the way that they provided it. Like I'm glad they didn't um, put a bunch of exposition in the game. Right, it would have just like ruined the gameplay experience. I want to know more. I'll read through the menu system, and that's. That's perfectly fine with me, but I, I like. I still have to wonder if, if the game is going to be sort of, like, kind of forgotten for me, because it it holds, so little, emotional weight, you know. Yeah. I guess is the way. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a crazy weird game, one of the weirder games to come out this, ever. I think that's why it's it's like like I think I really think that's why it's so overlooked or ignored or I don't think people can grasp a lot of the concepts like behind the design because they're so alien and I can't figure out if it's a thing that has to do with it being lost in translation uh, from Japan to English because like when they do have like plot details uh, it's like if you wrote a, a like very thinly veiled that was an attack on like America's uh, uh, fight against terrorism yeah you know and you like use metaphors and analogies to sort of like attack it mm. this game does that like it bit no one said this yet but it very clearly if you were if you were to watch everything laid out you'd be like oh this is like a very thinly veiled suggestive uh attack like these guys are supposed to be the terrorists uh-huh. like i mean in yeah. the way i took it your characters are actually terrorists yeah and i know that was how it was in final fantasy 7 too also but um because that happened before 9-11, it was like... Yeah. It holds no weight uh, to 9-11. But this is, like, very clearly an attack on, like, the policies of the United States and the way that we're going about doing things. It's, it's, it's really weird. But you can... And I'm not surprised no one said that yet because 
it's not only that it's like really like barely there it's like barely intelligible you know it's like such a weird insult that it's almost not even an insult no one can even register it it doesn't register on anyone's radar it's strange the pictures of airplanes flying into buildings fires burning huge huge structures collapsing have filled us with disbelief terrible sadness and a quiet unyielding anger these acts of mass murder were intended to frighten our nation into chaos and retreat. I don't think you'll ever play this game. You'll play this game like I'll play Red Dead Redemption. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing that game. And, um... I've come to the decision that I don't like Rockstar games anymore. Not, to, not as a developer, I don't like Rockstar's games, their products. Uh, <laughs> Just in, in general? Well, like, they're not for me anymore, I guess. Like, the last, the last Rockstar game I completed was uh, Vice City. And that was more of just for the 80s nostalgia thing. And prior to that was 3, and that obviously being the first of its kind and being pretty novel. Uh, I played that a lot. But I never finished San Andreas. Uh, I never finished 4. Like, I didn't even... I don't know how far I got in 4, but I don't think I was anywhere near the end by the time I got tired. Basically just tired of being in that world and interacting with the world in the way that Rockstar had set it up. Yeah. And in Red Dead, it's like we talked about, you and I talked about like a couple podcasts ago, um, directed versus non-directed or at least more subtly directed experiences. Yeah. And the the irony in Red Dead Redemption and really in probably most of Rockstar's games is it's an open world game with an, ex- with an extremely directed experience. And like if you stray outside of the directed experience... There isn't a lot there for you really to mine as far as your imagination goes. Yeah. You know? Like, it's literally a desert. Like, you go out there right. and it's like... I remember you showed me uh, the one mission where you just had to go in this, like, canyon. Right. And and fight a bunch of guys. And then you said, like, you know, we never come back to this canyon. You'd, you Or... In the, in the course of the story, you never... In the course of the story, you never come back to that. But if you come back to that later, it's like... It's another like encounter, uh-huh. which counts toward an achievement of okay. like clearing out these hideouts. But as far as the story is concerned, you never go back. So That's for just weird for the typical player who probably doesn't chase achievements, who's just going to plow through this thing, and probably just meander around. There's this whole crafted area that is there for like ten minutes of what is a forty minute ga- or forty hour game. So do you not really like whatever. the aspects of Rockstar games that are like? Because um, this is something that I was thinking about too. Uh, you know the aspects of the games that are like, well, there's a card game and there's uh, a game. Wait, what's the game called where you, you stab the table around your hand? Oh, uh, Five Finger Filet? Okay, Five Finger Filet. There's there's a card game. There's Five Finger Filet. There's all these sort of unnecessary distractions, distractions right? Like, yeah. are, Do those appeal to you at all as a gamer? Like, No. No? No, they because don't. they don't have... That as opposed to I'm really and I'm gonna really struggle right now to think of something and it's probably I'm I'm not gonna, but in the course of the game, other than being tied to achievements, they don't 
they don't have any impact on yeah. the main experience. That's what I assume. Like, you can make money doing that, but you can make money other ways that are are less of a jump from what you're already doing. Like yeah. hunting. Like, you're already shooting men and riding on a horse and riding around. All you do is shoot animals for a while and, and sell the stuff, right? You don't have right. to go out of your way to go play poker. So... It's just kind of irritating because there's this huge world and it's like as soon as I step out of the flow of the story, I don't feel like there's a lot for me to do. Yeah. Really. That isn't just literally just grinding in a way that I don't like. Because I don't... Aside Some grinding's from, okay. The combat in the game is really fun because it's pretty easy. It's like it's not a hassle like in GTA or anything. Yeah. But there's nothing inherently rewarding about fighting. Like you don't earn experience... You don't earn skills. You just money and bullets, basically, is yeah. what you get for fight and for combat. So it's really weird. Like in a game like Fallout, it's kind of half and half, where you have the main story and you have everything else, and it's almost like two games. Yeah. And in a game like Just Cause, the the main story is 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 like relegated to such minuscule importance in the grand yeah. scheme of what that game offers. I see what you're saying. It's almost too far in the other direction, yeah. you know, to where it's like, all right, I have no direction at all in this game, and that's just as irritating as having too much. So, what do you think was like the perfect blend of directed and non-directed gameplay in in a in an open world game? I would look. I would say games like Fallout or like Crackdown. I would say Crackdown too. I would say Crackdown. Crackdown. I don't know why. But then again, Crackdown's mechanics were really rewarding to just mess around with. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's that only that so much true. joy I can get out of. Running at a typical man's run speed and riding a horse and shooting. Right. It's all done really well. But, yeah, it's not... I don't know, there's just not a lot there. Artistically, the game's really interesting. And I haven't heard anybody talk about how how beautiful the engine is. And, like, the clouds and the weather system. There's some really painterly touches in the way the clouds look in that game. And, like, you can be riding toward the sunset and the sun will pass behind clouds and the light will change... Uh, realistically, like it's going behind clouds and like, you know, all of a sudden shadows will get real harsh and there's like a, a lining to all of the clouds because the sun's behind it and everything. I imagine a lot of time was spent on that in particular because there's so little else in the world. That, you, you know can I mean? you can tell some some artist, whoever was responsible, who was the, the, the director for like the weather or the sky, whoever the lead person was for that like tech or whatever, looked through a lot of books of art from like the 19th century of like the old west yeah and tried to emulate those like landscapes and like cloudscapes yeah they've done a very admirable job and it looks it looks great um but it just that's just something that i haven't heard anybody talk about it's just really interesting to me how well how well they do you ever do you know who maynard dixon is the painter sounds familiar he paints kind of like He's not from the 80s, but his style almost looks 80s, and it's like really... Sim- he paints southwestern U.S., and his style is really um, angular, uh, almost like polygonal looking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the colors he uses... They're all, the point is, they're a lot different than Red Dead. Yeah. Um, they're, it's way less realistic, and it's way more artistic like he takes much more artistic liberty mm-hmm. but um you remember a call of juarez yeah like i have very little experience with the actual game but i played the demo like a hundred times yeah because the uh vistas in, in that game were way more like maynard dixon and that's why i liked them because they were like 
like I, I really didn't experience that much of Red Dead, but like living in the desert where we live, uh, and I haven't seen I haven't seen anything in Red Dead that reflects the weird like pastels that we get. Yeah, there is. You know what I really mean? Like the bright blue and there, like the bright pink. Yeah, there are like areas really in the game that look like the Sonoran Desert, like it, the the amount of rocks and cacti and everything. You'd be like, this looks just like Arizona. But yeah, there's 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 nothing that captures that weird like that weird light that happens. Yeah, there's out a here. weird light in the desert. So yeah, no, it's not. Call of War is like I've only played the demo too, but like the the one town you're in in that demo. Like there's there's so much there's as much visual information in that area of the game yeah. as there is in like most of Red Dead because mm. it's so densely packed and it's almost like a I guess you'd call like Call of War as I guess you'd call it like a hyper real version of the desert. Call of War is two we're talking about also. Yeah, Bound in Blood. Not the first one. It's like I guess it'd be like a hyper real version of the desert. Yeah. Where instead of recreating it exactly, right. if you recreate it in a way that's slightly Wait, more. Which? Interesting than it actually is, or I don't know, just Which, more exaggerated. Call of Juarez, yeah. Like the town's supposed to be in Tucson. Tucson looks nothing like where that town is in that game. <laughs> right. But the way the mountains look in that game and the way the landscape is, I don't know. There's, just, there's, it's like an exaggerated version. Yeah, of the I, I, I totally. Agree. And that actually better captures, in my opinion, the way I feel when I look at actual landscapes in the desert. That's a strange disconnect. <laughs> You know, like that's just really weird. It's very true. I totally yeah. agree with you. Because I've it's tried, really like, you're trying to wrap your head around. There's, that there's several moments in Red Dead where I've like ridden out in the middle of nowhere, as, as middle of nowhere as I can get, and <clears throat> just like got off the horse and stood around, like looked around, and I'm like, it's just kind of boring. really the killer here me or you you've killed yeah. just as many people right and it that just gets really irritating to me because i'm like well yeah. you've left me no you know right if that's supposed to sort of be the developers reaching into the game and going you know being like let's give them something to think about you know <laughs> like are they right. really who's really the good guy here right. and to me that's like you made the game you made me kill all these people like you didn't give <laughs> right. me any choice i don't know right. like if i had a choice maybe i would have made a different one yeah Made it you know a different course of action. Yeah, it's like it's even less. Uh, it holds less weight than even like movies. Yeah, that do the same thing. Like it's actually it's got it's it's one of the first games that it's gotten to the point where I really have been like there's there's missions where the characters are interacting at the beginning and I can see where it's going and I have like said to myself like I'm gonna have to kill more people aren't I? Because it's really gotten tiresome. Wow. As a mechanic, like as an obstacle. You know, it's it's a it's a weird game. It's also the one of the first games that I've I've seen the racism in video game argument from the other side. That being, you know, a lot of people a lot of people say like a lot of people are quick to see racism in games. 
I'm typically like. This is really funny. I, I'm interested in hearing what you say. I'm typically like. I, I'm typically of the opinion. Um. You know, ga games are not necessarily to be judged by the rules of of this reality. Yeah. Because they play by the rules of their own reality. Uh huh. And. For the most part, I don't think I've ever seen anything racist in a game. Unless it's been purposely so. Like, to uh -huh. the point where it's like, obviously, I'm, you know, if a GTA game, someone's using a racial slur. Obviously. Yeah. But, and maybe I only have a, a, a unique perspect perspective on it because of where I live and of the interactions I've had. But, Mexicans get a really bad representation in this game. Like, really bad. I'm 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 not even I've I've yet to play the game, but I totally don't I I don't think that that's hard to believe at all. Like at first I thought it, it at first I thought when I first got into the Mexic the Mexico uh, portion of the game the act, um, you know I started getting you start interacting with the characters in there and you start get the ball rolling on these different quest lines and stuff, and they all were just like one caricature after the other of like. <laughs> Just, you know, all I do is drink and fuck and I'm misogynistic and I just like shooting people. I wonder if that's like... And like, viva le Mexico, you know, it's like that like revolutionary thing and they all, they're all like that. There's no redeeming character in the entirety of the Mexican part of the game. Now, is this game more than, well, you have to, con like, I, I'm sure you've considered this, but the real question is, is this game more of a portrait of the American West... Uh, as a video game, or mm -hmm. is it a portrait of the American Western film? See, and that's game. a really good point. Because it's that's a really film, good point, and I, I understand. And I did consider that. And I would say that it's it's kind of a fine line between the two. Like, I would say maybe they started out with the intention of making it a portrayal of the American West, mm -hmm. but just get caught it, up it was convenient that. to look at Western films yeah. and go, "We'll just use that." Yeah. Because in no other part of the game have I looked at have I looked at it and gone, man, they're really just not they're not you know like they don't do anything to there's no racism towards blacks in the game. Mm -hmm. There's really no they don't touch slavery at all at least not as far as I've seen it. I'm pretty close to the end. Um, you know the game's in 1911, so it's not during the time of slavery. But you'd figure in the literal American West around the turn of the century, racism had to be rampant. Still, sure. Just because the president says it's it's done doesn't mean it's done. Yeah. But there's no there's no racism against blacks. They're not portrayed as like stereotypical, you know, black slave who doesn't know how to read or anything like that. But the Mexicans are just the caricature of like the tequila swilling, philandering, like trigger happy, you know, Mexican. Yeah. And. I guess if I... I don't know. I, I guess just because I live in Arizona and I've interacted with people of Latino and Hispanic descent, I know they're not like that. Yeah. You know? I know there are people who are like that. Yeah. But there's nobody, like, redeeming in the entire part of that game. And right. By the, time, by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, I just want to be done with this part of the game because I can't stand dealing with these people anymore. It might also be, like, just ignorance. Like, I, I'm just saying, what, what, what do you really know of what they were actually like back then? Because it's not like my culture, I know very little other than what I've been shown in movies. You know, sure. What I mean? Like I can't even if if I'm just thinking if I was forced to uh, create the game, <laughs> like you said, they probably did it out of uh, 
laziness or because it was easier. Yeah. Because I don't even know where I would look. Yeah. To find uh, an accurate portrayal of Mexican yeah. culture at that That's, time. Like, uh, where do you go? Who wrote it, the books? We did. You know, like, yeah. where do you even find? Yeah. That, that's a fair thing to I say. I have no concept. I, I have no idea what they That's actually... a fair thing to say. I just I feel like at some point... I feel like at some point someone could have said, you know, we should probably put somebody in here who isn't just like... <laughs> redeeming? A piece of shit. Right, yeah. You know? It, I don't know. It's, it's really weird. Hey, man, pass this along. And it's the, we'll first, it's the first time ever in a game where I've been like, oh, man, I don't, I don't like this. Weird. It's, it's, it bothered me. Weird. Tony Pope, live with hardcore. I'm a scene in your face. It's like Dante's hell down here. Smoke, fire, oppressive heat. As Colombian and Jamaican drug fiends once again transform the streets of L.A. into a slaughterhouse. Who the hell's in charge down here? The cops? Uh-uh. They're outmanned, outgunned, and incompetent. Mr. Mayor, on vacation in your home in Lake Tahoe, get off your butt, get down here, and declare martial law! Talk about Crackdown too. The demo? Yeah. I guess. What? <laughs> I don't I'm know. Just, I'm, I'm, I know I'm eventually going to play the game, so I'm interested. In I'm disappointed. Me too. Is, is it? I'm pretty disappointed. Pretty much for the same reasons you said. It's like it just doesn't feel the same. I don't know. I it's no, I, I and, and we're thankfully not the only ones. We're in the minority, but there are other people who have said it's not the same. And it's not. If you go back and play Crackdown One, it's not. It's not. It's, at all. And I played the demo probably like four times through now. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time extended thanks to the glitch, just like Infinite. I played it for like oh hour, yeah, yeah yeah two hours. I think. <laughs> and uh, I, I I've yet to been able I've yet to be able to uh, verbalize. What exactly is so different about the game in terms of controls? But it's the controls that, that make the game worse. Yeah. To me, um, I can I can talk about how the shooting mechanic is way worse somehow, and the weapons are somehow more pointless or feel yeah. less uh, differentiated than each, in each other. Than, they feel like they the have even game. less impact in the world. It's it's yeah, they felt so weightless and. Mm-hmm. Just like shooting them, there was like no. I could be wrong about this, but I don't really recall force. This might be untrue, so I don't really recall force feedback when I was firing. And like a lot of times, I, I played with the sound off mm-hmm. because it was like listening to a podcast and just trying to like collect orbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times, there was no way to tell that my guy was not shooting. Like. The bullet stream coming out of your gun yeah. was so insignificant. Yeah. And the feedback in the controller, it, I don't remember it at all, so I'm just going to say right here, uh, it's non-existent. Uh, a lot of times I would be like aiming on a person and, and looking at their, their life bar, right, waiting for it to drop down. And I wasn't really sure of whether or not I was uh, too far away from them yeah. to be not affecting their life bar, or right. I had no ammunition. Yeah, which I know it just sounds like I'm an incompetent gamer, but this is like something that was never an issue in the first game. Yeah, because I always knew when I was firing; like it was very clear to me when yeah. I was firing. And 
the way that they with the, with the targeting mechanic have added uh, like put so much emphasis on the explosive things like you said yeah it's so hard to get a, a beat on what you want to lock onto in that game because especially in like really clustered areas like which unfortunately the the demo is in that really clustered area with yeah. the boxes the loading bay or the loading dock uh, it feels like there should be a Flick the right, uh, flick the right stick, or click the right left bumpers to rotate between targets. Yeah. In a nearby area, just yeah. like going right to left. Yeah. Because I would like frequently target uh, boxes and barrels and propane tanks. Yeah. I just couldn't target the enemies that or, I wanted or to. Or a car behind. Or a car. Someone. Yeah. <laughs> like, why does that get any priority in the middle of a firefight? Like, yeah. I'm not a game designer, but there must be a way to be like, if you're in a firefight. Don't target the cars right away because it's probably yeah. not what he wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it just seems like there, there's. It. Yeah. I guess the best way to put it is, it seems like there's uh, a lot less time spent on. And this sounds so stupid <laughs> because I'm fucking talking about crackdown, but it seems like there's actually less time spent on making the gameplay interesting. Which Crackdown had the most simplistic basic gameplay in history, but for some reason it felt good and fun to play. Yeah. Whereas this gameplay is deeper, but feels less fun to play. Mm -hmm. It's like less intuitive. It's more of a hassle. Feels like I'm wrestling with the controls the entire time I'm I'm playing. Yeah. The turn speed is the aim speed isn't. Uh, it's, it's 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 bad. bad. It's, it's just, just bad. bad. And uh, the other complaint I had about it was like I mentioned to you that. There just seems to be like a, a a lack of geometry in the game, and like oh, it looks worse. Yeah, it looks it looks worse for sure. It definitely looks worse. Like, uh, yeah, it does. Well, aesthetically, I want to talk about that in a minute. But like, such a big aspect of the first Crackdown game was um, getting on, uh, or you know, there would be orbs. Well, the best way to explain it is this: they they start this demo in that junkyard, right, or uh, the loading dock, and there are like very obvious orbs that you can't get. Yeah. Right now. And after playing the game for about three minutes, um, I said to myself, well, I'm not going to be able to get that orb. I, just, I realize I'm not going to be able to get that orb because this game does not dole out geometry for me to like mess around with. Yeah. Whereas like the first game, you would see an orb and you would be like, okay, let me look around. Let me see if there's like a light fixture I can hop on. Yeah, or like yeah, something. Yeah. It seemed like the first... Uh, or it seemed like the... Uh, what was the what's their name? Real time worlds. Yeah, it seems like they and I know a lot of the developers are the same, but it seems like they put a lot more time to um, the jumping game and like the orb collection, which I know there's a lot more orbs to collect in this game and more quote unquote unique ways to get them, like uh, the online orbs and the orbs you have to chase and shit. But man, the pla there's like no platforming in this game at all. It's just not there to me. Yeah. And that was like the fun. That was like the fun part of Cragtown. Um, I just now I see an orb when I'm running by it, and I'm like, I can't get that yet. It's on the third level, which is how I viewed the game so far. Right. Yeah. Like, no. Exactly. Like levels of height that you know you can't get to. Yeah. Regardless exactly. Yeah. Of the area because you know the geometry. Yeah. It seems like. Yeah. It seems like the world is like divided into slices, like vertical or doesn't it? Horizontal slices stacked like a cake. And that's because like. The shipping containers are like a height, 
and then like the floor of a building is demarcated with like ridges or ledges that are the same height as the shipping containers. Right. So you're yeah. So you can tell exactly. It's like this is the first game. Like, it's like this is the first, you know, like it's like this is their first attempt at making a crackdown. I feel like where there's what, like less creativity <clears throat> put into that aspect. I, I thought about it for a while, and I was trying to think of like, what were they thinking going into it? And I feel like in the first crackdown, they went into it and they thought, okay, there is, you know, there's there's a there's a balance here, and the initial balance is you are weaker than everything. And then if you just sort of play the game as intended and you just go from target to target to target and you do your thing, and by the end of the game, you are probably evenly matched with the challenges you're faced with through the accruement of orbs and, and all these other things. But the fun of the game was breaking it and going way beyond and upsetting the balance in the opposite direction yeah. to where you are far more powerful than anything else in the game. Right. And that was either intentional... I don't know, or just a byproduct of the way they designed the game. Like, they put so many orbs in, and they're like, we're going to put an achievement in for finding all the orbs. No one's going to do it. We're not even... like You know, it's like, right. no, one in, no one in their right mind will get all these orbs, right? Yeah. But we might as well put an achievement in there for it. And it seems like Ruffian has been like, <clears throat> the game does not become fun until you've broken it in the way that you broke the first right. game. Like, you have to break it to even get to that level of feeling like yeah. You did in the first game. Yeah. So now it's like it's a chore to even play it at the base level. Yeah. Yeah. I I get the exact same impression. Yeah, and it's weird because like I never ever th- this is like, I was talking thinking about it to myself today and I was like, this is like if 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 Ray from 2010 like time traveled and was like yeah. went to Ray 2008 and was like, there's gonna be a sequel to Crackdown 2, done by mostly the same people. Right. And it's gonna be worse. Yeah. I wouldn't even believe myself. like there's way less risk versus reward in the jumping because uh, with the addition of that flight suit yeah it's like I mean what, what do I what what's what am I really risking here that if that and jump, the other I thing is like since of, it's so structured in how high you can jump and how high things are yeah it's like there's no risk because it's either it's either you either you can't make the jump at all or right. you make it fine it's yeah, not, that's a it's, really it's, good point. Man. It's not like a I'm standing as I far as I can on this billboard, right? Because because that's just enough for me to make it onto that water tower. Yeah. To get the orb. That's a really good point. The game sucks. <laughs> <laughs> man, like the more I talk about it, it's just like fucking apparent. Man, they just took every good thing out of the first game and added nothing. Yeah. I remember like, when I like saw aiming. It. The aiming wasn't great in the first game, but I dealt with it and it was fine. It was fine, yeah. <clears throat> it was fine, and they made it worse, worse somehow. And I mean, like, I remember one of one of my favorite features of the first game, um, regardless of how little impact it had on the game itself, was the transforming cars. Yeah, that's I was such when a I weird saw them, I was just like, wow, that's really cool that they had these transforming cars in here. 
it's just weird that they would take it, it's almost like they like listen to everything that I liked about the first <laughs> game and just remove it's weird that a developer would go out of their way to, to remove, remove something like yeah right <clears throat> yeah that is really weird well now we have helicopters well that uh, that also breaks the verticality why do I need a helicopter in a game where I can jump and fly yeah what's above the buildings <laughs> that's interesting yeah yeah nothing <laughs> oh, fucking terrible that's sad man that's really sad yeah. Oh well. Did you play any good games? Well, no. I'm um. I, I'll talk about another bad game. I have, I have, a, I have, a, I have a good game. It's good so far that I've been playing. Let me drop go, this. Go ahead. I don't know if you played it. Transformers. Transformers. No, but before you, you've already said it's a bad game. But before you go into it, I'll, I'll say, the more I've heard people talk about it, the more I felt like that game. Apparently, now that I've heard it's bad from you, yeah. could have been another Viking. Could have been like a game that's like, you know, how good this game actually is. Could have been not bad. You think? Yeah. yeah, I can understand that, but everyone's wrong. <laughs> uh, you know, the same, the same idiotic reviewers and journalists who are giving you know Japanese games. Uh, terrible reviews and previews and just shitting on them. Because they just don't really understand them. Yeah, just shitting on them for being too Japanese, too this, too that. And I don't mean that derisively. People have said, I don't understand this game, so I don't like it. Right. No. That yeah. more or less has come out of some people's mouth. It has. Very recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this game is getting a pass based on, on what on its property. Like yeah. 100%. It's yeah. getting a pass on its property. Because yeah. I, I'm telling you, I have no, I have no connection or... Um, emotion. I mean, I have no emotional connection to Transformers other than the theme song is really sick and the transform right, yeah. transformation sound is like universally sick. Like it's yeah. just ridiculous. Yeah. But the game itself, uh, like technically, it's it's really amazing looking. Like there's, I mean, if if I was uh, coming at it from a, a purely, um, let's see how they did these things. Um, I would I would say the game was was beautiful. Like the transformations and the levels, despite the fact they're colorless. Are really, really, real. Like, it like approaches a level of like. Remember when you play Metroid Prime and you're like, man, I can't believe they like modeled this. Yeah. Area. Well, I was watching some footage of like multiplayer stuff and even single player. Uh, I the level design reminded me a lot of like, um, like the same feeling I got playing like Unreal Tournament or like Quake Two or Quake even Quake Three, which is like really interesting areas yeah. done. F more detailed than they probably needed to be For to sure. serve their purpose. That's very true, and and the 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 sad part is, especially in the multiplayer, it's it's so it's so flat because of the lack of color mm -hmm. that even more than it usually would, that stuff just like slips by you. You know, it just yeah. like, visually it just like disappears. Like you don't even notice it. Yeah, because uh, you're so intent on I, I don't know it's it's just it's it's kind of a sad thing like all that wasted effort went into the modeling and stuff but I mean it's it's one of those things where people have said already just like I'm about to that's an accurate portrayal I guess of Cybertron yeah you know that's that's what it was but I was just bored man <laughs> like I, I, I it was like so visually uninteresting and the the actual gameplay uh, didn't strike me as anything that interesting either like I'm trying to 
I'm trying to think of a third-person shooter that has like somewhat comparable controls because this felt like something that I played. Um, it definitely just isn't a very polished. I really wish you should download the demo and play it and check it out and tell me what you think about it. Um, it's it's just it's so boring. I can't believe it's getting such good reviews from some people. I mean, the overall Metacritic is what like seven point whatever. Yeah. But there's people who are saying it sucks. And there are people who are saying giving it like nines and tens. Like I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> I don't know. The yeah. average I understand. That score makes sense to me. Yeah. But where the nines and the tens are coming from, I don't understand. Another. Yep. A game that I have I have been playing that is actually really good so far is uh, Alan Wake. The game's actually really good. That was not that I had not that I thought it would be bad. That was on the NPD. Yeah, I was surprised. I was really surprised. I was surprised that it was, that like it was eight or seven or something. It was somewhere near the middle, that's, like low middle. That's pretty ridiculous. I was impressed I by did that because I that thought going to happen. No, it's a really Alan Wake reminds me of a PC adventure game from like the late nineties. In the way that, um, well, I guess, I guess, given Remedy, it reminds me of a Max Payne game, which were very much of PC adventure games from the late '90s, where you have like really distinct chapters that are strung together by story pieces, but they don't necessarily ever. Uh, connect with each other like you don't really visit the same place it's all in the same town but you're always seeing a different part of that town with every level you go mm-hmm. and I guess that kind of progression makes you think more of a, a PC game from that time because the whole open world thing wasn't really do being done you know and it's I don't know how to describe it it's really well written it's terribly acted and it's definitely a game that has been in development for a long time because there are very obvious pieces that were developed a long time ago and were never touched again as the game continued development you right. know like the um weirdly enough the animation on the mouse in the in the cutscenes is terribly bad like it's not even synced it's just sort of move the mouth is moving when words are being spoken but in game it's accurate so it's like they did those a long time ago and never touched them again. And yeah. like in order to get it out even now, they must have just been like we're just going to ship the game. Right. Um but they they said that, you know, uh not that it's open world, but it's more open world. Like there were I I heard and read that people talked about how like you can see other parts of the town from 
yeah. in other parts of the town. Like, yeah. it's there. It's like a persistent world, but, but where you're no allowed access. to go yeah. is, you like, you don't... You, yeah, there's no, like, returning to any location. But you can see places that you've been in previous chapters of the game. Uh, I don't know. I f I f I'm, like, at a strange loss for words because... I don't know that any one part of the game really stands out at me, other than the fact that it's probably one of the better-looking titles I've I've seen in a long time. But everything's, for the most part, a lot of things are shrouded in darkness and shadow, which yeah. makes up for a lot. So I guess in that case, it looks really good because of the style that it that it's emulating sure. or that it's using, and um, it's interesting as I was playing through it, it kind of dawned on me how how many games don't have a real-world setting or try to fake a real-world setting, despite their supernatural or or horror or sci-fi elements, you know? It's just really weird to see someone's attempt at rendering what... rendering the real world, or reality, this reality, without any sort of, like, rule for why things look the way they do, you know? It's just sort of... I don't know how to explain that. Like, Heavy Rain tried to do ultra-realism, and in doing that, like, it kind of failed miserably. What do you mean? What do you mean it tried to do ultra-realism? Like, with their graphical fidelity. Everything in Heavy Rain tries to look as real, as, as photo-real as they could make it. Mm -hmm. But because it was such a bland approach to it, okay. there's no, like, visual hook that's selling you on the real, on the, on it being real. I know, it's hard to explain. Like, like uh, Alan Wake has, like, vignetting on the screen. Like, the corners are darkened. Yeah, okay. And obviously, your your eyes don't see the world that way, right. but looking at the depiction of the real world that way, for some reason, lends it more realism. Like, like with the, like the desert. Yeah. The Maynard Dixon. You know what I mean? Like, the Call of War as being yeah. more... Or listening more of a... And there's like a heavy... There's a heavy use of vignetting in it, and for some reason, that makes the game look more real than if that wasn't there. Yeah. And their use of light is um, is pretty interesting. And, like, the way they render the light rays when you're, like, under a street lamp or anything, you look up and they, like, they sort of, like, fan around a point, you know, like a lens flare. But oh. not, like, that cheap lens flare effect. It's actually, like, a rendered ray of light that's sort of swirling around a point. I'm doing a really poor job of describing this. But... I don't know, it's just it's done better than in any other game I've seen. Like Fable, you know, if like you in Fable you like when the sun's rising and like your character would be in front of the sun and it yeah. would have like that weird bloom effect, but it yeah. was kinda awkward because it wasn't yeah. they obviously hadn't got it done. They like hadn't mastered it. Right. Alan Wake does that really well and it looks amazingly real and correct. I assume because that's like their Right. The whole thing in the game is light and dark. Right, yeah. Like you fight darkness with light with your flashlight. I don't know. I I don't know what else to say about it. I guess it's yeah, hard. It's a hard really game to describe. Well, I mean, like the interesting thing is, it doesn't really seem like there's that. M it, this is the really funny thing about that game is, it doesn't really seem like there's that much to say about it. I it's, mean, like yeah, I mean, it's it, not. It, it's kind of weird because it's like it's such a. I mean, it's 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 from what I know of it, it seems like it's such a real like a linear experience. I guess the best way it's to put holy. It is like, it's it's wholly linear. It's, yeah, like yeah. the the best way to put it is, you know, the way you described it with uh, shadows around the corner of the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only thing you can see is your character, yeah, and where he's supposed to go. Yeah, that's like really appropriate for that game. It feels like because it feels like the whole game 
everything about it sort of like builds on that uh, direction where it's just like it's very linear um, there's really not much to do the aspects that they added to the game to try and like um, up the replay value are really very obviously aspects that they added to the game to up the replay <laughs> yeah, value. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, it seems like a movie and like people like you can't only talk about like it's easy to dissect a game usually. Yeah. Because it's so like there's so much to it. Yeah. But this is more like a movie than a no, game. No, you're onto something with that because they present the chapters like episodes of a television show. Like every chapter starts with the Alan Wake title fade in where he's like he's in the the A in Wake and he's like shining the light like a title fade in, you know, like lost. Yeah. And you it'll like be that? like what's that? Do you like that? I like the way I like it in this game. It's it's wholly appropriate for this game. So it'll be like it's like Alan Wake, and it's like episode one. I don't remember what it was called. Like he says it, I think. I don't remember what he's maybe he doesn't. But then when the game end, like or when the chapters end, they end on a very like J.J. Abrams last five seconds. Oh man, what yeah. kind of twist? And like some some kind of song plays. Like there's a lot of Nick Cave in this game. Which should, kind really? of, which should kind of tell you like the tone of the game. Wow, this game sounds... I can't believe like, I haven't played this game yet. <laughs> Some Nick Cave in there. So like the, the, the ending really? song will play, right? And it'll say, oh, end of episode really cool. three. And then when you if, you if you skip to the next... To play the next chapter, it does it like previously on Alan Wake. And it's like a very like previously... Brand, yeah. you know, it's very much like that. And I like that a lot for this game. Because it hits those beats like a television show exactly. And it feels just like that. And I guess it would be the same way if you were trying to explain the entirety of Lost to somebody, yeah, or like Fringe up until this point, yeah. And you're like this and this and that. Well, I but but and what's then like you're, you're jumping a fourth and backward trying to like explain everything. What's weird to me about this is this game seems a lot like those shows also in another way, and that like one, it seems like it's catered towards like a very specific audience, mm-hmm. kind of because like all it offers is that very specific story. An experience. Yeah. So it's like if you're not into Nick Cave and Lovecraft and Stephen King, right? And yeah. Like the Pacific Northwest, and yeah. X Files and Twin Peaks, like it just seems like it's carving like such a specific yeah. path <laughs> through like culture. Yeah. That um, it doesn't seem like there's that much to say about it other than, you know, like you know me. Yeah. Go play the game. There's a lot of very creepy music, like actual licensed music in the game. Like you come across radios, and you turn the radio on, and there's like a broadcast, and um, and I guess sort of filling you in on the world of of the town of Bright Falls. And the the radio the radio pieces always end with the guy with the DJ going to a song. Yeah. And the songs have been, other than Nick Cave, I haven't recognized any of them. But they're all like this weird, like macabre, dark. Like swans, Nick Cave, like yeah, yeah, like really weird, just dark music. She's not in there, Zola Jesus. Just yes, like, that kind of like yeah. that feeling, and I'm, I think what I'm hey appreciating this game. I think what I'm appreciating is more like the developers are very much trying to sell me on 
an atmosphere and a, a feeling yeah. in the game. That's really It's cool. not particularly scary. It's just sort of like... It's just really well done. God, I love that vibe. <laughs> this game sounds fucking amazing. I think you'd really enjoy it. Wow. So far. I'm only, I think I'm halfway through it-ish. I think you'd really enjoy it. Wow. That's a good game. Glad it sold pretty well, because hopefully... Yeah, that's hopefully really cool. That'll that, promote isn't it? that kind of experience. Hopefully people like it. I'm, I'm interested. I have, I have no concept of the DLC. It's more episodes with him in it. So presume, I guess you can at least ensure that he isn't dead by the end of the game. Yeah. Which I don't know Unless that never really like spoils anything. Because there's like layers of reality in the game. So like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if what I'm doing is really happening. <laughs> or yeah, if, This game just sounds perfect. Or if, or if what I'm doing, or, or if what I'm doing is being written, or if what Alan Wake is doing is being written by Alan Wake in Sutter another Kane reality. Style. Uh, yes, like Sutter Kane style. Man, this game so far has... <laughs> yeah, it's, it definitely has a very... It definitely has a in-the-mouth-of-madness kind of idea where it's Jesus. like... You're, you're reading what's happening and you're like, I don't... This you know. could be the perfect game. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised I've yet to play it, but I, I really will. I really will. Oh, I could talk about Nier really quick. I'm, playing th I'm going through Nier again on the second playthrough and I'm taking it really slowly because... On the second playthrough of Nier, more of the story is revealed to you. Yeah. Like there are additional cutscenes. And uh, additional, um, and it's a shorter playthrough, right? Text. Well, yeah, it starts you. There's a there's a there's a pivotal plot point in the middle, roughly the middle of the game. Subsequent playthroughs, you start right after that happens every time. But as far as I know, it only changes the second time. The third and fourth playthroughs are identical okay. up until the end. And there's like addition. There are additional cutscenes revealed about a, a one particular character, um, and then there's some other stuff revealed about the antagonist, the antagonistic force in the game. But it's it's doing the whole who's really the who's really on the side of good here thing. But it's doing it in a way that isn't heavy handed and actually has me like I stopped playing it for a week because I didn't want to go further. I was like, I don't really think I wanna ruin this thing's life that I just saw a glimpse into. You know, it's like it's the whole like Joker and someone's like, you know, that man had a family when you shoot someone in the game. Right. But they're really doing it in the game, and it's like, these people have families, and look what you're about to do. Like, you know what's coming, because you already did it the first time you played. Sure, yeah. You just didn't see the, the flip, the That's reverse. Interesting. It's interesting. This game's a lot better than most people are giving it credit for, which is none, because no one's talking about it. <laughs> that is very true. That's very, very true. Yeah, this is definitely... To me, this is like this this year's Viking. To me, Near, this, is yeah. like, this is like... I mean, it's more like Viking than it is Demon's Souls, but... This game is like Demon's Souls for this year, for sure. That prediction, whichever one of us said it before, is a pretty good one. It's 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 holding up, wouldn't you say? Everybody, uh, I really like mostly it, the people who like this game are really. I mostly have I ha mostly have, what I mostly have to go on is the thread in Gaff, which is pretty long, and the the thread will occasionally update with someone who f who's come to the game. Right. And there and every every single person is like, I just played three hours. This game is amazing. I can't believe I sat on it this long. Yeah. Or I can't believe I didn't hear about it or whatever. Yeah, that's Same with Darksiders. Like, that's right, yeah. Darksiders is another game another. that I really want to play. But Nier is a... I, I totally agree. I, I see that thread resurrected like every couple of days. Yeah. Gaff. Yeah. And, it, and every every single reply is that. Yeah. And then further replies saying like, welcome to the... Yeah, welcome the to the club. club. Yeah. Fault line we could talk about. Fault line's a really good game. That's a really good game. Did, it's, you, did you beat all the levels in it? No. 
I only ever, I only I played only it, I like only played at work and I can't I have to close it at work because I can't be goofing around too long. But how many levels were there? I don't know. I got, I got to about I half. got to sixteen. Okay, I got through like half of them. I'm thinking there were like thirty, so maybe I got roughly around yeah around there. Uh, how do you describe this game? I don't know. I, I was thinking actually when I was trying to think about how to describe it, I was considering that there was such a like lack of language to describe games now. Like what? What? How would you describe the art style, for example? Like graphically, what would you say? Do you say a fault line? Do you say it's? You want to say like retro? But the that's only thing like I so can the only thing I can think of is other games that look like it. Yeah. And the only th- the, for the looking at it, the game that sprang to my mind was the Astro Boy game that Treasure did. Yeah. On the GBA. Yeah. It's a very fine, fine line art, very detailed pixel. And it's not yeah, it's retro. It's not retro because there's no way a retro console could do this could level of that's detail. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why it's such a weird... Or even this mechanic. Like that's, the why it's, that's what I'm saying. There's like the language to describe video <laughs> yeah. games and their styles are just like so lacking because there's yeah. such variety. Like how do you even... So this game is a pixel art game, I guess. I guess you'd call it that. Uh, where it's like a platformer with a bizarre puzzle mechanic a la Portal. Um where you uh, you're a robot basically with these uh, unattached hands. That uh, you it, what's interesting about this game is you have to play the game with the keyboard and the mouse. Yeah. Which was kind of the weird part of the game for me, um, because I'm playing it on a laptop, mm-hmm. not with a mouse and a keyboard. Oh jeez. So I had to actually <laughs> like I would have to stop playing to do the mouse controls. Yeah, and eventually you, know? you can't do that. And eventually you can't do that, right? Yeah. Um, so basically, what the game is is um, there are points throughout the level where your robot's hands can grab, and uh, you select these two points in the, in the screen folds in half, um, anchored by those points. Yeah, and the only way to describe that is like the back of Mad Magazine, where you right. fold the two halves of the page together to make the new image or whatever. Perfect. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and. Uh, you know, you basically do this to navigate the worlds and, and get to places that you couldn't get to before or dodge lasers that you couldn't dodge before by cutting off their existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you erase them out of the world. Right. And Or uh, get on platforms you couldn't get to. Exactly. Yeah. And the game gets, you know, the game just obviously gets progressively complex to the point where you're like, juggle, you're, you're, you're moving your, you know, seconds after you're folding the level. Yeah. Um, you're unfolding it, you're folding it again, doing this, and it just gets really complex and good. And it like it's really one of those games where you appreciate level design. Like, yeah, that's really all there is to that game. Yeah, or like, like there's, the, it's, it's there's well also the, like the or not or well, it's like origami, but it's the order that you fold. Right. Like you can't if you have to th- if you have to fold in three places, you can't just you can't just do them randomly. Like you have to actually fold them in a certain order to get the desired result. Right. And that's that's that really makes you appreciate the level design. Like yeah, I can't. Is. I can't wrap my brain. It's. I, I don't I know how many people made it, you know, and I, like, I don't know where they are, and I don't know who they are, but the amount of planning and like however that person's brain works for them to look at like a physical space and realize what it will be after the fact right. of like bending space time. Yeah, it's. It's, it's really. I can't. It's really, it's really hard. It's really. It's really good. Like that's that. That's a talent for sure that I don't have. Yeah. Um, I wonder if this person can do anything else. <laughs> Right, you know, yeah, like uh, if yeah. they function in society <laughs> yeah. at a normal level, yeah. aside because if they do, I'm going to feel really inept yeah. at everything. But uh, 
Then another game that's that's pretty cool like that was Loved. Yeah, Love was interesting. Good. Love was that pretty good. Really good, man. It's by uh, it's by. Um, you don't. At first, I didn't want to say that because it's like, Loved is that kind of thing where. It's like, man, Braid's a good game. Like, <sighs> like it's not a good game. It's like it's a sh- it's shorthand for good art game. Right, and it really is. That's what it is. It's one of these experiential games. But it's done to such a focused level. Yeah. That yeah, you can't you can't just be like, oh, it's all right. The only way that I can I can uh, properly, uh, <laughs> well, the only way that I can properly give my statements weight is by saying. It's it's the best game of this type, this experiential game I played since mm-hmm. that time fuck game, mm-hmm. and it's like way shorter and less complex and less of a game than time fuck ever was. Um, but if you listen to how we talk about time fuck and in our older podcast and one of our older podcasts, pretty much everything that I I, I said about time fuck I want to say about this game. Yeah, it's like there's very little text in it, but it's it's written well. And uh, yeah, it's just very—it's very directed, and it's—it's very—I don't know—it's—it's it's like the kind of product that this is why I like indie games and, and these experiential games because, um, like, this was done by one person, mm-hmm. so there's like no chance of anything being lost between the communication of two people. Right. Like, it's such a focused, clear. Like, the game's intent is so clear and focused as a result of being worked on by only one person. Right. It's like passage, like that game passage. Just, just mm-hmm. like, this is what he wanted you to feel, and yeah. here it is. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I like this game so much, because it's so direct in its in its approach to you. And, uh, what is it? It's like a platformer that's like silhouette style graphics. Yeah. The it's... world sort of dematerializes, breaks apart, abstractifies. I would say the level of... The graphics reminded me of, like... Like a slightly more advanced version of, like, Stargard, I guess. Yeah. That's a good call. Simplistic, but enough to... Depi- n- enough to... render some kind of space for you to... want to navigate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's too hard like, to explain without basically telling you what the telling somebody what the entire game is, right? Because it only takes ten at best ten minutes. Yeah, it's so short, but you want to play through it twice also. So, <clears throat> uh, it's it's loved, and the guy who made it is Alexander Osias. Osias, yeah. I don't know how to say his name, but I actually looked at a lot of his art. Really? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I'll have to give it a look. It's pretty interesting. He also made uh, something else. That was pretty big. God, I wish I remembered right now. The thing that it struck me the most about <clears throat> Loved is that, like I said to you, it it had more of an impact on me at a personal level in 20 minutes than Uncharted did in 8 hours. Yeah. And I used Uncharted because that's what everybody looks to as like it's the pinnacle of cinematic, modern, emotional, whatever game, you know, well-developed sure. characters and everything. But, like you said, the game being so simple and using simple graphics and having simple mechanics and a simple goal and simple language I guess just I don't know when, like, there's it, no misinterpretation right it antagonizes no you at a level that you're not accustomed to as a person yeah Out, in a game or outside of a game really but I think the yeah. fact that it was even inside of a game you know one of the few one of the first things the game does is it, it, ans- it gives you a question to answer <laughs> and the answer is always wrong no matter what answer you pick yeah the game always the, the the man or the being behind the game always tells you the opposite is true, right. and right off the bat you're like fuck you. Right. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's so weird because it's like it's such a stupid quote unquote mechanic, but like just that, and it, and it fares nothing on the rest of the game. The first question. It's it's basically, are you a boy or a girl? Yeah. It or only are you a man it, it, or a woman? It, it only no. It only changes the end, and it only changes the end of one of the endings. Right. It's like totally inconsequential. Yeah. Like all it's really doing is setting up this uh, relationship relationship that you between have you and this narrator. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it's like instant how much you fucking are upset with this <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It's just instant. Yeah. It's like shut up. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. really it's it's really intelligently done, and I mean like it's it's a brilliant game. So small and stupid, but brilliant. I, I bought Joy Joy. Oh, did you? That game is really amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's really good. It's. I have no. Have Do you, you have ever... to play it on your Japanese account? No. Oh, okay. No. Um, the. It's weird how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's an XBLA indie game, and I've, I've I haven't heard anyone talk about this ever. Have you? No. Like, anywhere? No, I've no. It's weird. It's such a not even like this. This game isn't really the typical indie fair that is like underdeveloped and and you know you could see where they were going. Yeah. But they didn't quite get there, or it was lacking like a menu system that looked. Um, in sync with the rest of the game, like style. yeah, that's Just what I was telling you about, like Fault Line, or like a game we're not. I don't know. We really have to talk about it, but like that Ogre City game. It's like a game that's that's it. so complete. Yeah. And it's just lost in the you know the mist of game release. I don't know if it's like it's complete the right word. I'm not attacking, but like there's another word that I can't think of. It's so like uniform. I or, think I think complete because you like you said if. You, you're looking at it and you're like, "There's no real way I would. There's nothing I would really change about this game. Yeah. That would that wouldn't be something like superficial, right? I guess you're right. So it's like there's no more work to be done on that game. It's done. And there's something really comforting about playing that type of game. Yeah. Because like if you're critical about games like like us, yeah, I'm, I I don't have to look at the game. Like, <laughs> you're like, Why did they not, not be, put this guy? Yeah, here? yeah, yeah, yeah. I just look at it. And I'm like, you're not being antagonized. Exactly what by I would have done. That's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joy Joy, Joy Joy isn't really that well developed, I don't think, but <laughs> not like to this level. But it's it's really well done, and it's like a, a twin stick shooter. Yeah, yeah, which sounds really disinteresting or uninteresting, but it's it's a really good game, and it's if you're sick of like the whole '80s retro uh, CRT like yeah, it's Tron really out of place. Yeah, it it's like a game from 2003 in terms of its aesthetic. Aesthetic, it, yeah, yeah, most definitely. It's like a, a totally white game. Looks like it's a clean room. Yeah, you know? it's just strange, but um, it's just really well done. And there's a lot of a lot of weapons in the game, a lot of power ups, um, a lot of ways to play the game. Um, its twist on the twin stick shooter is interesting enough to make you keep playing and it's like the number one if you're a fan of shmups it's like the number one uh xbla or xbox live indie game in japan really for like the past couple weeks yeah well, at least in japan it's getting attention in, yeah ex exactly um but i wonder how it's, it's getting attention over there 
I don't know. Do they market it or is it just word of mouth? Because I don't know. I haven't looked. I haven't that. been on the Japanese Xbox Live in a while. I don't know if it's like if you go into indie games, if it's one of the top, you know. But it's done by a company called Radiant Games, and I guess they're kind of like um, that Arcado, mm-hmm. where they're like putting out or they're set on. I feel like out. I saw that somewhere too that they had like a series. Yeah, they're like trying to to put out a couple different. You know, like simple shooters mm-hmm. for the Xbox Live Indie. Did you Did you see the other one, that Crossfire game? I saw the video. Yeah, or I saw you, a video. So of you it. got like the mechanic. Yeah. Just like it, Crossfire is another one that's coming out. Apparently, it's on our website if you look at it, um, or just YouTube it. And uh, Radiant Games, man. Yeah, like I I don't know where that came from or where that developer kind of came from or who's behind it, but they know what they're doing when it comes to shmup type games, very clearly. And I also bought that Prismatic Solid game. Yeah. It's really good too. <laughs> like these are really good games dropping on Xbox Live. Unfortunately, indie. Yeah, unfor- unfortunately on their indie service. Like I was, I was thinking to myself, how great would it be if they just dropped this on Steam, and I had the rights to it. Yeah. And I could play it in ten years when Xbox isn't around. Yeah. Um, or at least you knew it didn't. You knew it hadn't been subjected to like some ridiculous process. Of process being able to play it, yeah. and like a portion of your money is going. I mean, a portion of your money is going to go to, to Valve anyway on Steam, but it's the intent. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, it's too bad. That's a really good game. Man, that Steam sale's been messing me up. <laughs> I can only <laughs> thank. Uh, reality that I don't have a proper PC set up right now because I was watch- I looked at I I went through the thread like a shopper yeah and was like let's let's see what I would buy and it was like a hundred dollars I would have dropped on it and a hundred dollars is a lot considering most of the games in this were like four or five bucks yeah. like there was a lot yeah. of stuff a lot of games that I always wanted to play like Painkiller and like trying Titan's so Quest cheap. game Titan's Quest I've been waiting to play that for years and I still haven't been able to man. Yeah. What did, what did you buy? I picked up uh, Team Fortress 2 for 6 bucks. I've already put like 3 hours into that. That game's that seems, really really good. No, it's good, but it that seems like really really good. It seems like a Team Fortress game. Like get ready to sign up. You know what? It's not that bad. It's the it's definitely like a counter. Really, it's definitely kind of like a Counter Strike thing. Really, maybe. yeah. Because it's like seems like I the the whole reason I don't want to play that game is because it makes me think that I'm gonna like jump into a server on Quake 2 and just be like instantly railed. Like whenever I did play that game, it was just like men who knew what they were doing and were. You know what though? Because I mean, it could just around. be I played a lot of it on 360, and like I played the medic a lot, so I already knew how to play a medic in that game. So I've basically just been playing medic on PC, and I've I don't feel like I'm doing a bad job, you know? Yeah. And like no one's like accosting me or anything, and they're not like yelling That's what I'm at me. Afraid of. I'm, like yelling at me, so. That could be, but the game, I, I, I was really thinking about it because it's been a long time since I played Team Fortress 2, and it's definitely, it's been before since we had this podcast and I've been looking at games maybe with a slightly more critical eye. The gameplay in Team Fortress 2 is not so much like a Quake 2 where it's stay alive as long as possible. You know, you just have to go into that game accepting you're going to die and die a lot, and the bigger thing is is how are you contributing to the team Sure, yeah. and to winning overall. And as long as your purpose... I, I think as long as you're not going out of your way to play your class poorly, you're doing in some small Something. part. So it's not like... Maybe that's why it's it's so successful. That's yeah, really it's really easy to get into. And it's... I mean, it runs great, thank God, on my computer. Have you at all gotten into the achievements? 
I've gotten some achievements. Uh, but there's I mean, there's like, 300 of them now. But I mean, have you like started to get into them? Uh, only because they've added a pseudo leveling system into the game now. Right. Where you unlock weapons that have minimal to no, they have like a minimal effect on the gameplay. Like I'm doing fine with none of these add-on add-on weapons or these unlock. But it's like a it's like a neat thing. You're like I unlocked this thing. They added a crafting system to the game now. Weird. Where you will get item drops in the middle of a match. Like after a death, it's like you found this, and it happens maybe once a match, if that. And you like take those and you turn them into materials that you can then fashion other stuff out of, like hats for your character. It's really weird. Like I, they must have. I, they've obviously looked at Call of Duty and went, "We should probably do something like that." <laughs> and the fact that the fact that they could do that through Steam and like the whole setup of them being able to just sort of be like, "Look at this stuff. You're not going to charge for it. Just our game is now different and better." It's pretty cool. I mean, it was six bucks. Even if I don't touch it again, I got three hours. I got I paid two bucks an hour to pay play Team Fortress Two again. Well, I wish I had it's, a it's like a rental, so. right? It's like a rental. No, yeah, for sure. I bought Shatter. For PC, yeah, you know, apparently that I was two dollars. Like, they uh, <laughs> said they sold more, I think, this week than they sold originally. Yeah, it was one of the it was one of the super like the twenty four hour ones, so it was two bucks. I bought that. It's a pretty good game. That's great. That I mean, I really like that game. Once. Yeah, well, if I go through the whole thing, I don't know if I'll go through it again. The mechanics oh. of it are not. I don't feel compelled to get Super Master. At, there is at those no mechanics. way to get. I mean, uh, you know what? Actually, there is. But I agree with you. And but there's I, a lot yeah, of randomness a, involved. Yeah, that kind of and gets I think that's what does it. You know, what I mean, yeah. that's what nixes like the the ability yeah. to become really good at it. So, um, what else did I got? I got uh, Flat Out. That's a great game. I forget what the subtitle is. Flat Out. I always wanted that for the Flat Out Ultimate game. Carnage or whatever. That was like three dollars. Um. I haven't actually played it yet. I installed it and I set up my... Or no, I didn't. I <laughs> I was having a problem with it updating because it's a game for Windows Live game too. So I can tie it into my 360 account and get achievements on it. Like a regular game. So first I had to go check the achievements to make sure if I wanted it on my, re <laughs> if I wanted it on my record. Right. And then I it was having a problem updating the other night. And it was like, I didn't want to mess with it. I'll get it. You'll really like too. that game. A lot. It seems like it. Looked cool. A lot. last thing I've gotten from Steam was Deus Ex. Did you play it? The two game pack. Both games for whatever it? it was five bucks. I played the first one. Um, I've been trying to play it and it must just be the fact that it's old because I was getting frustrated and going this is why I don't play PC games because of issues like my save file got lost or one of them got lost so I lost like an hour of game time. No, weird. The game wouldn't launch properly for like a day and I couldn't figure out why. And, and all, all of these PC things. Sure, yeah. Right? But Shatter and Team Fortress 2 work without a hitch. And they're newer. So it might just be the fact that the game's 10 years old. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I downloaded Quake 2 for, from Steam, and it doesn't even work. Thanks. Yeah. It's, kind of, <laughs> it's like yeah. I just burn money. Uh, I, 
I'm hard pressed to go further, and it was mainly just because I'm, we're so interested, obviously, in human evolution, revolution, the new one coming. So I wanted to see what Deus Ex was. Yeah. Before the new one comes out. Um, and relation. That game is just way, way, way too ahead of its time. It just it's it's just too ambitious for when it came out. Oh, I was gonna say for now even or just no, for just when for it when out. in two thousand the the prospect of a game of a Fallout Oblivion scope yeah. with that much choice involved and actually probably more because even the most innocuous acts can play into the game. Like just a, a small example is um, I was in the at the the headquarters for whatever agency I'm with I forget FBI or whatever the hell it is. Blade Runner, basically. It's like Blade Runner. Basically, it's what it is. Blade Runner, basically. Um, and I went, like, I go, I was just, like, exploring, trying to see, well, what can I, like, where can I go? What doors are open? You know, what, like, other secrets for me to find already in the game? Yeah. And I went into the women's bathroom, and there was, um, there was nothing in there. And I went into the men's bathroom, and there was nothing in there. And then I proceeded through the story, and then I was given a mission by the director, and he commented on me going into the women's bathroom. Weird. And he was like, Agent Denton, could you please refrain from entering women's bathrooms? We try to keep a professional atmosphere or something like that, right? Totally random. Like, sure. It's just interesting that back then someone, like, I guess Warren Spector was, like, anticipating people, like, going into the women's bathroom. Yeah. You know, and just being like, well, you know. In most games, there would be no consequence for that when really there probably should be. What are What's it comparable to graphically? Because I, I, I seriously know that little uh, about Half-Life. this game. Half-Life. But I think it's, I think it's the Unreal Engine. So Unreal, the first Unreal, I guess okay. would be better. But it's real blocky, you know, like... Yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, I'm like, just wondering. Maybe a little better than Quake 1, but not quite Quake 2, I guess? Uh-huh. I don't know, it's hard to say. It's it's rough. It's got really good music. It's got an interesting... Um, an interesting... Not combat, because the combat's really straightforward, but what's the, the workings behind it, like... You heal individual parts of your body, and you can augment yourself with like various like nano implants and stuff. And sure. you like make choices about sort of like a tree. Like, do I want to equip myself with a bunch of strength stuff and use melee weapons, or do I want to put a bunch of aiming things into me and, and I'll be better at small arms and stuff like that? Sure. And these are permanent choices. Like, you can't go back on them. So you kind of have to decide what kind of character you're going to be. And given that, with the fact that this game apparently takes into account a lot of choices that you make. It's really ambitious, but it's given the fact that that's been done better in the interim, it's right. kind of hard to go back up. There's things where I'm like, I, I should be able to do this, but I can't because they didn't implement that because, you know, so nobody thought of it yet. But it's that revolutionary where it's hard to wrap your head around how it would have been back then considered. It's one yeah, of those things a, where it's just it's, it's just it's just too ahead of its time. It's just they they shot for the moon and they came came up short only because Technology just wasn't there for them to do it. That's interesting. It makes I'm, me think I've of what other games one. have like come close to that. Or I've, I've, I've been the whole time. I've been trying to consider, you know, like, or think about what games have recently come out that might be comparable in the, in t- the way that they, uh, yeah, are ahead of their times. So I can't from, think of too many. From what people have said, the only thing I can think of that comes close to that sort of concept would be like Mass Effect. That is a really good where. Point. Things that you didn't think were going to matter, they ended up sure. making it matter, at least in the sequel. Sure. That's the only thing I can think of. I played that for the first time, by the way. Mass Effect 2. Oh, really? Yeah. I really want to play it now. Where did you play it? I just played the... You know they put a demo out on Xbox Live. No. That's weird. 
right? Like what, a what week part ago. of the game do they possibly give you? The whole first. Well, I'm assuming it's the first part of the game. Yeah, it's the first part of the game, including Shepard's death. His death, his resurrection. Spoilers: His death, his resurrection, <laughs> and that like the whole space station thing. Yeah. Interesting. I guess that's about that's about the only thing they could show you. The only thing is, I'm gonna have to play through it all again. Eh. Oh, that part you mean? The whole whatever I just played through in the demo. How long was it? Uh, it 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 really it, it was um after his resurrection and then his escape from like yeah labs yeah I turned it off. Oh yeah, because because I was yeah, like yeah. the reason I downloaded it was to be like do I am I gonna like this game more than the first one in terms of the way it For plays? For you, you probably might as well just skip it. Right, the whole game. The for all first one? Oh yeah, the first one. The I, first I, one. I kind of wanted the first one just for completeness sake, though. Just yeah. so I can more appreciate the second. I don't know. Because I have a feeling that, I mean, everything in the world and my life suggests that this game is for me. Yeah. I've just yet to sort of like, it's like Alan Wake, I've just yet to like commit to it. Because yeah. I know it's a time sink, so. It doesn't have to be, though. Hopefully unless, unless you're going for achievements. It looks amazing. It's just it plays way better than I than I thought it would. Yeah. It's the it's the only thing I really you have to say. You can get through it. the sequel in, in I would say less than twenty hours if you just stick to the story. I'm definitely gonna play it. It's one of the coolest Man, even on my SDTV that I'm forced to play things on, the game looks great. Which I have is a feeling a, I have a feeling a lot of H D air quote games, which they are, look better on S D TVs. I'm I'm seeing a lot of that now. Coming from my place to yours. Yeah. Some games look like ass on yours. Some games look like ass on my. Crackdown yeah. Two is barely doesn't look very good here either. <laughs> it looks. It might look worse. It, looks like it might look worse. It just looks. Oh, I don't know the word for it. It looks like a beta, or something. Or it looks like a PC game where you forgot to turn on some filters. And you're like, why isn't? Oh, I don't have the texture shader high. Yeah, not to have, go back to Crackdown Two. I, I don't two. have the model detail high. Not to go back to Crackdown 2, but you're totally right. <laughs> and it's weird. Did you uh, notice? Well, I'm sure you did, but the the things that they chose to improve on graphically make very little sense. Like the the, the most striking example that I can think of, because I, I stopped the game and like put the controller <laughs> down, and I was like looking at this choice, yeah, and, and thinking <laughs> like, what was their, what was going on in their head as designers, you know. Uh, I went and looked out at the. Uh, I went and tried to go on the ocean, the oil rig. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you go out there? No. Did you look at the ocean? No. Not no? think about it. No. The ocean has like a really. I I don't know how to explain this. I I have no. I wish you would have looked at this. I didn't so you do had the infinite glitch. It. The reason is I didn't do the infinite glitch because I didn't think they were going to patch it, but they did. They patched. Did they? Yeah, they fixed oh, it. Oh, I haven't done it. Can't do it now. And That's weird. had I done that, I would have... Be- but the, the structure of it being a timed half-hour demo was so irritating to me. I was like, I don't want to have to... Just the prospect of starting over from that place again and being like, before I can even traverse this world, I have, I have to, to put in like guys. five to seven minutes of effort that I really just don't want to do again. Well, That's why I didn't do it. <laughs> the, the texture on the ocean mm-hmm. um, has like a reflection and... Looks a, a lot better. It looks a lot better, but also a lot worse. Like it looks like Darwinia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not. I'm just. I, I guess I just don't understand. Like when you look at the first Crackdown, you understand the direction that the the artists were going visually. Yeah. It's like cartoony. Yeah. Very obviously cartoony. Yeah. And then this game is like you know well we have to make it look better. 
and better means more realistic. What? Yeah. So instead of like rounding the edges off in the characters and making them uh, more rounded but still cell shaded and cartoony, yeah. we'll add all the de- all this texture detail to them that's like unnecessary. Yeah. And we'll add like texture detail to the environment. It's like I was saying to you, lighting. The, the cover, the cover art for the game is what I thought it was going to be. I thought they would right. take the comic bookness of it and further. make it sure. Yeah. But they don't. No. And you know, like that's why when you look at the things like the ocean the water, the things they chose to, to update or upgrade, quote-unquote right. upgrade, it looks like a mistake. Just out of place. Yeah. Sin and Punishment too. Oh God! Are you kidding me? I forgot about that. I actually <laughs> forgot about that. We've come so far. Uh, so I got Sin and Punishment too, and I've been waiting for this game for a while. And uh, I don't know if that's what's making me not like it as much as I thought I would. Hmm. I don't know. Treasure is my favorite developer. Blah blah blah. I I've never not liked anything they did. I don't not like this game. It's really good, but. Uh, I, the, the best way that I can describe my feelings toward this game are, or is that Treasure is like a very small team. Mm-hmm. 
they don't have, unless they're being helped, they don't really have a lot of manpower or budget right. to make HD <clears throat> games. Yeah. And uh, it's never really been an issue to this point based on what they've chosen to tackle as developers. Right. But this game is right on the border of maybe you need more people to be tackling this kind of game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, they're all so competent that they can... They, they pull this off really without any problems. And it's just as polished and as good looking and as interesting and as whatever as any treasure game on Wii that you could expect. Um, but I guess I can't really see where treasure is going to go from here. Like that's 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 what this game has made me think. It's mm. made me realize like they can't really go into the HD because they don't have the the capabilities. They don't have the ability as a developer to do it. Um, they don't have the manpower. I don't think they have the understanding of the technology. Right. They either have to like, and I don't think this is bad, but yeah. they either have to sort of just stick to the like, XBLA um, indie development stuff yeah. style, or you know farm out their talents for developing really good gameplay to like larger developers right. and work as part of other they developers. They don't have the luxury or they don't have the I don't know if it's luxury you'd call it. They don't have the advantage of say Cave who can release ports of arcade games that are very obviously not HD because there is such a strong niche demand for yeah. it that they that people just want the game. Right. They want the experience of playing the shmup and, and doing that. I don't. I don't get the sense that Treasure has that kind of following. I think they have a following more of. There are people who know who they are, and know what kind of developer they are, and know that they're a very studied, patient developer. Like they don't. Like you were saying a couple long time ago, um, you you believe that Treasure doesn't release a game until they're everyone like in the company agrees that it's done. Yeah, you know, like everyone's like, "This is it. This we're, we can't do anything else to this game yeah. better." Yeah, I don't think they have that kind of following, at least in America, of people who just want whatever Treasure's doing, no, no. matter how it looks. I don't think they have that kind of following in Japan either. Yeah, I mean, I think they have uh, a credit, like a street yeah, credit, yeah, yeah, but they don't have it. like. I mean, personally, I'll pur- I'll purchase anything they put out. Right, but. I don't really see that sentiment anywhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, this game it's 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 really good and um, boy, it's it's like all the problems with treasure games. Like, I really wish they wouldn't have done American voice acting, and it seems like such like a cliche thing for a person who likes Japanese games to like harp on. But I'm not trying to come at it from that perspective. I'm just saying like it's it's so embarrassingly bad man like yeah. why is it in there yeah if if it just hurts the game like there's i don't know who's in charge of that aspect of, of of localizing it but they either don't care at all or they don't know what they're doing like it's yeah. one or the other like there's there's no <laughs> there's no it's a weird there. thing it's like it's out of all the things you could have and they didn't out of all the things that could be changed coming from Japan to in North America. And they did improve and change things. With a, with a treasure game. Like, voice acting is not one of them. Because when it comes down to it, the stories in treasure games are so bare bones and operate on such a different level 
Yeah. I guess. It's more conceptual about yeah, it's, just, it's, just putting ideas in your head and like just interesting concepts about right. reality or how, you know, metaphysics and things like that. Sure. It's it's very It's like you don't need of uh, you don't need a story. You don't need an English voice actor to spell it out for you poorly. Right. You know, when they could have just done subtitles that spell it out for you correctly. Right. <laughs> Perfectly, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I read to you the description of the story, right? You, I think you did a, a while ago. I don't recall it exactly. Um, you know, I wish I had brought the instruction booklet, but yeah. there's no, like, inkling of this in the game. Like, right. you, you do not grasp what I'm about to say in the game whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, barely. You barely yeah. do. But uh, when, I, when I got the game, I was like, you know, I might as well check the instruction booklet, because... Uh, I have a feeling that they probably devoted more time to the instruction booklet, based on like where they're from mm-hmm. in gaming, the 16-bit yeah. days. You know what I mean? Yeah, they still um, think someone's reading it. Yeah, and I did, and it's yeah. it's really interesting. The story that is is not given to you in the game or has been like relayed to me through any other form of media so far is is like you said. It's 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 very abstract. It's more conceptual than anything. It's basically made. Um, it's basically a given to you in a really... The story's abstract, and it's given to you in a really abstract and um, not detailed way so that you basically get out of it whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's told to you in such generalizations, but the <laughs> the story is basically <laughs> this. There is an inner universe, or an inner world and an outer... An inner universe and an outer universe. <laughs> And they're constantly at war with each other. Okay. okay? Yeah. And the creators have created planets called Earths. Okay. On which humans sort of grow as a, res- as a symptom of Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use their warring nature to sort of defend the inner world, or the inner universe, against invasions from the outer universe. And every once in a while, these planets, um, the civilizations on them one or two will sort of move past their their nature and okay. decide we want to be peaceful and move beyond our nature of warring and our, move beyond human nature. Yeah. At which point the creators destroy the planet <laughs> and start over again. Yeah. Right? Um, and you're basically someone fighting on a ruined planet, a planet that's been decimated by these creators. Yeah. And the bosses in the game are um, humans from another quote-unquote Earth who are fighting you for the creators who want you dead so that their planet's people can get better rights in this weird sort of like... like, Does that make any sense, like what I just said? It made sense up until sort of the end where it's like, how does that translate into... Yeah, rights on their planet, but yeah, it's like you said, or like I said, and like we agreed on. That's more about invoking a feeling, right? Exactly. Than it is about what's going to happen next. Yeah, I have. It's no more care. just about like, man, that sounds pretty like desolate and alone, and like, yeah, and and like against it, the world. It gives the know? bosses kind of like it sounds stupid, but it gives the bosses kind of a, a more meaning. You know, yeah. instead of like, why are you just fighting these people? Why why do they want to kill you? Well, they're they're fighting for their planet, right? You know what I mean? Like that's the and relationship. At the very least, to you. at the very least, when like I guess you see them in a different light, whatever sure. their contraptions are. I guess some of them are in like big robots or whatever. Some of them just fight you directly. I don't know. I've seen some things where it's like they're fighting like giant creatures. Yeah. At the very least, it's it's <laughs> if you if you're armed with the knowledge that's in the instruction booklet, 
and you're looking at these bosses, naturally your brain just starts to go, man, what's their planet like? Right, you know, exactly. Where'd that come from? That's what's another like on that planet. You know? And they've got their own like aesthetic, the bosses. Yeah. Which you know has nothing to do with what you or the world that you're up looks like. So it's right. it's interesting in that way also. But uh, but gameplay wise, the game is really good. And like I said to you, it 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 sort of has that learning curve that when you first played Ikaruga years back, you, it took you a few minutes to to understand how to play it right. Yeah. Um, although this this leap in understanding has more to do with hand-eye coordination. It really does. It's it's yeah. it's awkward to play for the first like hour of this game. Yeah. Um, it seemed kind of weird that the biggest challenge, and even me watching it, was it's like, where are my eyes supposed to be? Yeah, right? that, that is really Because it's like you, you're still having to monitor your character to not get hit, but you do have to watch your cursor to make sure that you're shooting in the right place. That's when, when I was trying to dissect the game and figure out like what the challenge was, because there's always like a challenge. Mm-hmm. Like um, in Ikaruga, it's the flipping mechanism, Yeah, and it's, it's understanding when you're supposed to do that. Right. In this game, it's it's just like you said, um, which is great. You haven't played the game, and I played it for hours, and we came to the same conclusion. <laughs> um, it's that it's all about vision. It's basically like you've got to sort of step back from the game and, and, and have a sort of... Um, and I, I guess maybe this has to do with all shooting games, all, all shmups. Um, you have to sort of have a general uh, disconnected awareness of the screen Yeah. without having any sort of particular idea of what you're doing or looking at right and it's just more so with this game because you're looking at about it's, it's about three layers of of depth sure that you're you're trying to kind of keep track of yeah um yeah so the game's really good and uh you know I, i've like beaten it already and if anything i would just say that it's it's the only thing that disappointed me about it a lot was that it's 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 like easy for a treasure game like once you get good at it it's easy for a treasure game a lot of people have been complaining about how difficult it was, and it's 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 not. I'm not that good of a gamer. It's it's not as difficult. It looked pretty as easy for a treasure game. Yeah, it it, it really is. Um, it's it's the the end boss gets really difficult. And that's not me. Like, I'm terrible at most treasure games, but I'm able to recognize what a treasure game is easy and on hard, and like yeah, what they're asking of you at those levels, and like looking at at least at least I saw the first level in its entirety. Um, I was like, that seems pretty simple, comparatively. Sure. Hard, I have yet to even play hard, though, so it might be, and that's good. They offer, and the thing is, with these games, it's not a matter of, this is really important to note, that it's not a matter of making the enemies um, just have more hit points. Like, I played the game through on easy first, Mm -hmm. and then through on normal, and there's like a very, very specific, like, there's a very big difference between the enemies, not yeah. only in their health but in their attack patterns. It's yeah. the second time through. It's like a totally different game. So, on hard, it might be a totally different game with attack patterns I've never seen. Great. The reason that I don't like it is because uh, it's it's on rails like Star Fox. Yeah. But it doesn't move fast. 
you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's no, like, there's no... Like, through, know, the, like through the space, you're not moving yeah. fast, but what's happening on screen is, like, really frantic. Yeah, but yeah. still, that disconnect is really interesting, because uh, shmups need to be, like, frantic. Yeah. And there's a lot of moments in this game where there's, like, downtime. Yeah. Where you're either, like, navigating kind the of environment, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? So that's, that's really weird. I don't like that. And I um, was going to say, the most interesting parts of the game are the ones where it, it plays, like, Omega-5. Okay. Where, like, it's a side-scrolling game. Oh, right, period. yeah. Like, that's all it is. And they do a lot of really interesting things like that. Like, there's there's even a stage where, like, you lose your weapon, and you're it's, it's a fighter. It's like a one-on-one fighter. Oh, weird. And, like, the camera zooms in, and like that's fists? what it is. It's like, like you use fists? And yeah, you're just beating the hell that's out really of each weird. other. So it's, like, it's, it's really bizarre in that way, but that's a game, too. That's a game. That's a game.